the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Moscow promises no further escalation of the Ukrainian crisis. What I think President Macron uh, played a role in doing yesterday is making clear with our allies and partners that there will be massive consequences. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell fires back at the RNC. Traditionally, the view of the National Party committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their positions on some issues. And taking a look at our economic horizon. So you're going to really have to keep an eye on your spending. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, February 9th. I'm Mike Scott. Taking a look at the ongoing tensions in Ukraine, French President Emmanuel Macron saying that Russian President Vladimir Putin told him in Moscow that they would not further escalate the Ukraine crisis. Speaking to reporters, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says they are encouraged by the French president's words about democracy. We still don't have any prediction of what President Putin will do. Uh, we can't control what Russia will do next. Uh, what we can do, and what I think President Macron uh, played a role in doing yesterday, is making clear with our allies and partners that there will be massive consequences should Putin choose to further invade Ukraine. Jen Psaki went on to say they are hoping diplomacy will work. If there is diplomatic progress, we would welcome that, but we will believe it when we see it with our own eyes at the border. Mitch McConnell fires back at the RNC. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is criticizing the Republican National Committee for censuring two House GOP members investigating the violent attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, saying it's not the party's job to police the views of lawmakers. Taking issue with the suggestion that January 6th was legitimate political discourse, McConnell had this to say. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. Focusing on the censures of Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, the Senate Republican leader said that the RNC shouldn't be in the business of who should be supported. With regard to the suggestion that the RNC should be in the business of picking and choosing Republicans who ought to be supported, uh, traditionally the view of the National Party committees is that we support all members of our party, regardless of their positions on some issues. While he has confidence in Rona McDaniel as RNC chair, he says the issue is singling out members of the Republican Party. The issue is whether or not the RNC should be sort of singling out 
members of our party who may have different views from the majority. That's not the job of the RNC. An Australian electric vehicle charging company, Tritium, will establish its first U.S. manufacturing facility in Tennessee. President Biden says the goal is to have America lead the world in electric vehicles. Tritium's new facility is going to produce up to 30,000 of these chargers every year. They'll use American parts, American iron, American steel, and they'll be installed up and down the highways and carters in our communities all across the country by union workers from the IBW and the, electric worker, and the Electrical Workers Union. Retired Pope Benedict XVI asked forgiveness on Tuesday for any grievous faults in his handling of clergy sex abuse cases, but denied any personal or specific wrongdoing. Correspondent Walter Ratliff has more. Retired Pope Benedict XVI is asking forgiveness for any grievous faults in his handling of clergy sex abuse cases. But he's not admitting to any personal or specific wrongdoing after an independent report criticized his actions in four cases while he was Archbishop of Munich, Germany. Benedict's lack of a personal apology or admission of guilt immediately riled sex abuse survivors, who said his response reflected the Catholic hierarchy's refusal to accept responsibility for the abuse of children by priests. I'm Walter Ratliff. To run or not to run? When it comes to the prospects of running for president in 2024, Republicans find themselves at a strange crossroads where they are facing off against not just the Democrats, but also the former Republican president. Byron York, chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner, joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss issues Republicans may face heading into 2024. Of the few Republicans who have floated their names as possible candidates, Byron York had this to say. They're all kind of running uh, in case candidacies, just in case candidacies, in case uh, Trump doesn't run. Now, at some point, they're going to have to make a decision to just go ahead if Trump says he's going to run or not go ahead. York sees a problem with Republicans who want to relitigate the 2020 election in 2024. The problem we have, as far as 2020 is concerned, is that, you know, Bill Clinton used to say all elections are about the future. And that's actually true. Uh, voters are not going to want to relitigate 2020 when the 2024 election comes around. So, what is the hurdle Byron York sees for Republicans running in 2024? Those Republicans are fighting not only Democrats, who created the January 6th committee in part to keep this issue alive. And who else are those Republicans fighting? They're fighting not only those Democrats, but they're fighting Trump, too, who's talking about it all the time. So what can Republicans who want to run in 2024 do? So Republicans are going to have to figure out how to deal with it. And my feeling is, uh, I may be wrong. We've had some Republicans like Nikki Haley come out and say, if Donald Trump runs, I will not run. But I think that the smart thing is for Republicans not to say that. And I think at some point they're going to realize what they need to have is a real, actual campaign uh, between themselves and this former president. Information gathered and posted by a network of online sleuths led to the arrest Tuesday of two men charged separately 
with storming the U.S. Capitol last year. The FBI said in court filings, and Daybreak Insider's Mike Gracia has more details. Two men charged separately in the storming of the U.S. Capitol last year were arrested in their home states Tuesday. In court filings, the FBI said information gathered by a network of online sleuths helped lead to the identification and arrests of 21-year-old Matthew Jason Beddingfield of Johnston County, North Carolina, and 31-year-old Eric Garatowski of New Hyde Park, New York. Beddingfield, who was on probation for a criminal conviction in North Carolina, is also charged with attacking police officers with a flagpole during the riot. More than 730 riot-related cases have been filed in federal court so far. Mike Gracia, Washington. With gas prices still on the rise and inflation still a concern, Carol Roth, a recovering investment banker and author of The War on Small Business, joins the Daybreak Insider podcast to discuss interest rate hikes and what consumers should be on the lookout for. So the Fed recently said they would raise interest rates to combat inflation. Do you think this is the right move? So in a perfect world, we would have had them staying out of the way completely and we wouldn't be in the mess that we are today. Given the situation they have created, we are kind of between a rock and a hard place because, of course, uh, we are very behind on where interest rates would normally be um, if this was a, a normalized economy. We've had zero interest rate policy for more than half of the last decade and a half. So, yes, <laughs> they should be getting things back to normal and then hopefully staying out of the way. Do you see any problems arising with raising interest rates right now? Their timing uh, is going to be in a scenario where it could potentially create a recessionary environment. So if they had done this the right way, we wouldn't be in the position where they're having to correct their mistakes, and they still need to do it, and it may, there may be some pain involved with it. Um, and you would like to think it would be a learning experience, but it probably is not going to be. With gas prices still on the rise and the oil price information service predicting $4 a gallon by Memorial Day, what could the Biden administration do to provide any relief at the pump? We used to be the top energy producer and exporter in the world just a few years ago. And so obviously he'd have to do a 180 on that. And certainly that would not um, impact prices immediately, but would avoid putting us in the position over the long term. Again, the likelihood of him doing that is really, really small. How does our energy independence affect gas prices for the average American? That's the crux of the issue, is that we are basically dependent upon an oil cartel, and they're going to do what they please. And at this point in time, They're looking to make up for losses that were incurred during the pandemic. And with us out of the market, you know, they have the ability to do so and and, and set the price. What are some other things consumers should look out for on the horizon? So many things on the horizon. Um, Inflation is going to continue to be an issue, even if we do get those Fed raises that we talked about. So you're going to really have to keep an eye on your spending and to the extent that you have the ability to call back purchases and focus more on investing and particularly in appreciating assets and and, on hard assets, 
that's going to be the best way for you to sort of um, protect your financial future. And what about the labor market? We've had so many people who have come out of the labor force, um, about 3 million boomers who retired prematurely. We have um, millions fewer legal immigrants than it was projected to, that we were projected to have had at this point in time, had those decisions made during the COVID pandemic not happened. And we've had, you know, a bunch of people who are just anti-work and drop out of the workforce. And how will that impact the overall economy? Which means that we could continue to have inflation being pushed um, from wages. There's something called a wage price spiral where basically people are saying, well, I need higher wages to come back into the workforce. And the businesses say, okay, but then that means we're going to have to raise prices and pass them on to the consumer. And then people still can't afford to live. So then they ask for higher wages and that just kind of continues and keeps pricing elevated. So really keep an eye on those labor numbers. Carol, thank you for taking the time to join us. To learn more about Carol Roth, visit her website, carolroth.com, and you can purchase her book on Amazon. Own a Hyundai or a Kia. Car manufacturers are telling owners of nearly 485,000 vehicles in the U.S. to park them outdoors because they can catch fire. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has details. The problem is contamination in the anti-lock brake control module that can cause an electrical short. Those vehicles affected include certain Kia Sportage SUVs from 2014 through 2016 and the 2016 through 2018 K900 sedan. Recalled Hyundais include certain 2016 through 2018 Santa Fe SUVs as well as 2017 and 2018 Santa Fe Sports. The L.A. Rams and their quarterback are looking forward to the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. The NFC champion Rams take on the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals in Super Bowl 56 this Sunday in Los Angeles. Rams QB Matthew Stafford says playing in the Super Bowl is the ultimate thrill. Is there anticipation? Is there excitement? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's what you dream of doing when you're a kid. Out in the backyard playing catch with your dad is, is uh, you know, going out there and getting a chance to play uh, in Super Bowl. So um, excited about that. Rams wideout Odell Beckham Jr. says playing in the Super Bowl for him is a dream come true. As a kid, you say the words like, man, I'm going to play in the Super Bowl. Like one day I'm going to play in the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, at 29 years old, now here I am with my first opportunity. COVID concerns at the Winter Olympics. Brian McCloskey. The chairman of the expert medical panel for the Beijing Winter Olympics says about two dozen athletes are currently in isolation for COVID-19, but they're trying to clear them as soon as possible. The pandemic is real and the risk is real, so we have to manage the risk. So we have protocols. We will allow as many people as possible out of isolation to train and compete as we can, but only as many as we can do safely and not pit other athletes, other participants, or the Chinese population at risk. Australian journalist Julian Linden, who had tested positive and remains in isolation, is voicing concerns about the isolation conditions during the Games. It's hanging over them constantly. They're not able to enjoy it. One of the great things about the Olympics for athletes is that, you know, they go to the Olympic Village and they meet people from other countries and from other sports and 
And uh, they're not able to do that this time. So, you know, I spoke to the Australian team. They won a gold medal last night. They couldn't celebrate. And finally, America won more medals in the Beijing Olympics. Vermont native Ryan Cochran Siegel came away with silver in the men's Super G at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. The skier says he's thrilled to have come within four one-hundredths of a second of a decorated Olympian like Australian Matthias Meyer. It's remarkable what Matthias has been able to do between Sochi, Pyeongchang, and here in Beijing. Um, he's an f- incredible skier. He takes advantage of the big moments, and um, to be so close to him is, you know, I think that's, that's something special. Cochrane Siegel says he was able to put his past injuries behind him to run the race of his life. And that's really where my focus was today, um, enjoying the moment and, and pushing myself and trusting that I'm a good skier to go and compete with the best. So I'm thankful I was able to embrace that and, and take advantage. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.